they're not buying your product. They are buying the way you communicate that product. So even if you're not sure if your product is good enough, if your idea is good enough, you can always tweak the messaging. You can launch it once. And if people don't buy it, you can tweak that messaging completely and launch it again. Welcome to Socialette. I'm your host, Steph Taylor. As a launch strategist and digital marketer, I've learned a lot of lessons the hard way while building a seven-figure online business. If you're an overwhelmed business owner struggling to scale while also keeping your clients happy, this podcast is for you. Join me as I share actionable advice for creating an online business that feels good and brings you so much joy. Are you on the list to get my daily biz boosters? Every day, I'll send you a bite-sized prompt that is designed to help you grow your business in a more intentional way. Sign up at stephtaylor.co slash dbb or at the link in the show notes. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 537. Today, I'm answering a pretty common question that came up when I surveyed my email subscribers earlier this year. And that was, how do I know if my idea for a digital product is good enough? How do I know if my idea for my online course or my membership or my group program is good enough and people are going to want it? Now, with so many digital products out there in the world today, we can place a lot of pressure on ourselves to have the right idea. And we think that we, if we can just get this right, unique idea, then it will sell. People will just want it. And that's usually not how it works, unfortunately. Most of the time, it's not the idea that makes or breaks the product's success. It's the messaging and the marketing. It's how you package up the offer. It's how you present it to the world. And it's how you promote that. Now, if we look at a great case study, Airbnb, they have a fantastic idea. But the idea on its own wasn't enough. When they first started years and years and years ago, people weren't signing up. Investors were skeptical that people would want strangers sleeping on their floor and nobody, they weren't getting users and it just wasn't working. Like they weren't getting bookings and they couldn't quite get that traction. So what one of the founders realized was the re- they weren't getting this traction. They weren't getting these bookings because the photos of the accommodation weren't enticing enough. So they jumped on a plane, flew to New York, and actually took photos of the Airbnb listings that they had in New York. They took really good photos to try and entice people to sign up. And only once it was enticing and looked pretty and <laughs> looked reliable, only then did people start using the platform. It took a long time. It wasn't just people heard about this idea and thought, that's amazing, I'm going to try that. The other downside of having a unique idea like Airbnb is you have to do a lot of educating on how it works for people to use it. And people might not be that comfortable with the concept yet. And that's where there's a lot of education, a lot of trust building that comes into play. So the idea, you don't really want to have a unique idea a lot of the time. Now, if we look at what actually makes a good digital product idea, I always say there's two components. Firstly, it solves a specific problem. And secondly, it's for a specific group of people or a specific person. Specific problem, specific person or group of people. 
And often we get stuck on looking for that magical, unique idea when really we should be looking for problems that we can solve for other people. And as soon as you start spotting these problems, then it doesn't become this case of, oh, well, I'll create a course when I have the right idea. It becomes a, oh, these people in my audience need this problem solved. Let me pull together a group program and we'll do that over the next three months. Does your idea have to be unique? What if there are hundreds of others or thousands of others in your industry teaching the same thing that you are teaching? Is that going to be an issue? Personally, I don't think so. I think that we all have some kind of unique magic that we can bring to the table. And if you really are in a super, super saturated market, then that's probably a sign that you're not solving a problem for a specific enough person or group of people. So let's say that the problem you are solving is you are helping business owners to grow their audience. Like they're struggling to grow their audience. That's the problem. You are solving that for them. That's a pretty saturated market. But then suddenly, if you niche it down to podcasters, you help podcasters to grow their audience. Now you're competing against far fewer people and you automatically become more of the expert, more of the authority, more of the go-to person in that particular niche. The other thing to keep in mind is what is your special flavor? So for example, I'm pretty straight to the point. I'm pretty no fluff. I'm pretty clear. I'm pretty concise. I don't waffle on for hours at an end. And some people don't like that, but other people do. And some people might resonate with you if you're more woo-woo and others might resonate with you if you're more logical and fact-based. There's different people, different strokes for different folks, right? Now, you're never going to create a product that is right for everybody. And that's okay. That is okay. We don't want to be for everybody. It's about creating that product that is a right fit for a specific group of people. And I've talked about niching before on this podcast. It's not about limiting the potential customer base. It's not about limiting your potential audience. It's about resonating better with a certain group of people so that those people want to buy from you rather than being just kind of lukewarm for everybody. And this is where messaging and marketing really fit into the whole picture. Your product itself, that's the content that's inside. That's like the lessons, the modules, what you're teaching in your group program, uh, the monthly calls in your membership. That's product. That's what they see once they have purchased. The marketing and the messaging, that's what they're buying. And that includes like the name, the price, the bonuses, payment plans, refund policy, like the whole entire offer. But it also includes how you communicate that offer to people. It includes that product promise, the transformation the people you are talking to, the language they use, how you're promoting it to them. Those are the things that they are buying. They're not buying your product. They are buying the way you communicate that product. So even if you're not sure if your product is good enough, if your idea is good enough, you can always tweak the messaging. You can launch it once. And if people don't buy it, you can tweak that messaging completely and launch it again. The same product different messaging. And in fact, the same product could have multiple different versions of messaging for multiple different groups of people. I'm not saying it needs to have all those different types, but you could communicate it in different ways 
And three of those ways might not work. And one of them might be the gold point, the correct messaging for the correct people and it sells. So how do you know then if your idea is good enough? And I always think of, you know, good enough is so subjective. When most of us business owners, we are overachievers and we are very critical of ourselves. So if we set this subjective standard of good enough and we are the persons judging whether it's good enough, it's never going to feel good enough. So, but more on more of an objective level, like when I guess what we're saying is, is this idea going to sell? When we're asking, is my idea good enough? We're really asking, is this going to sell? Are people going to buy it? And to do this, to kind of get an idea, you can survey people, you can talk to your audience, you can get a feel for whether it's something people would pay money for. And it's great talking to your audience, surveying them is great for identifying what problems they have that you could maybe solve for them. But the only way to really know if somebody's going to buy something is to ask them to pay for it, unfortunately. <laughs> that is the only real way to find out if somebody's willing to pay for something. They might have the intention of signing up, of buying, but then when you say, hey, like, here's the form to the checkout form to sign up, they might say, oh, I don't have any money this week. I'll sign up next week. And then next week rolls around and it's like, oh, I'll just, I'll sign up next week once I get paid. And they never actually take action. So the only real way to know is to sell the product. And I love launching a product before I've created it. So when you're launching a product before you've created it, you are launching the messaging and the marketing without having actually created the product yet. And that gives you a lot of flexibility to then tweak the product. If you find that your product teaching business owners how to grow their audience doesn't sell, great, now we tweak the messaging. Oh, I help podcasters to grow their audience. And because you've now, you haven't created that product yet, you have more flexibility to go and change the planned content. And this isn't about bait and switch. Like we're not selling something that doesn't exist only to not deliver it. We're selling something that doesn't exist yet, but we're going to, we're committed to deliver it on the dates that we promise that it will be delivered. Uh, and that's, it works great because it gives you that deadline to get it done. Uh, so launching it this way before you've created it is a really good way to get that feedback straight away on whether your idea is any good before you go and spend months of your life creating something and not really knowing if there's a market for it. Otherwise, yes, you can create it and then launch it, but you need to be open to going back and redoing the messaging, open to going back and redoing sections of the product if you change the audience that it's for. Like if we're going from business owners to podcasters, for example, um, and you need to be open to changing the marketing if it's not resonating. The very, very, very last option like only once you've tried everything else and nobody is buying, the very last thing is, okay, maybe nobody wants this. But generally, if people aren't buying it, it's not that they don't want it. It's that the marketing and the messaging aren't right. It's not that your product wasn't a good enough idea. It's not that they don't want it. It's that there's some kind of disconnect between the people you are marketing it to and how you are communicating it to them. And that is what I teach inside Launch Magic. I don't teach you you know, I don't teach you to post 50 million posts on Instagram so that you can build hype and get people into your launch. I teach you how to create that messaging that resonates with the right people so that when you open doors, it's a no-brainer for those people to sign up. 
We're opening doors again in September. At the moment, there is a wait list. If you jump on stephtaylor.co slash magic, you can get on the wait list and you will be one of the first to know when doors are open so you can get all of the good bonuses. If you have any friends who are umming and eyeing about maybe creating a digital product and launching it, send them this episode so that they can get out of that analysis paralysis of the idea and start taking action. Hit the share button, copy the link, send it over to them. It's how I get to help more people. And if you haven't followed this podcast, press follow on Spotify or the plus button in Apple Podcasts. And that will just mean that you get each episode straight to your podcast app every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. It's free. You don't have to really do anything other than press one button, and then you just don't have to search for new episodes when they come out. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time.